This week on the Rail Splitter, it's take two of our Lincoln Memorial episode. Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln Podcast. It is episode 70. We are talking about the Lincoln Memorial today. With me for this episode are Rail Splitter Nick. What's going on, people out there in podcast universe? And Rail Splitter Mary. Hey, Rail Splitters. So, of course, we need to start off with an apology on my part. Uh, We recorded an entire episode with only the good stuff last week and we were missing my audio completely Uh, i know how i screwed it up and i went back to try to recover the audio and spent quite a lot of time trying to recover the audio and finally this weekend i uh, surrendered like lee at appomattox and uh, accepted my defeat graciously uh, I couldn't recover the audio, so um, for those of you who listened at least a little bit and tried to stick it out, uh, thank you, um, but uh, as, as great as Nick and Mary were on the show, it was just a little awkward with a bunch of pauses and of silence in there from my normal rambling. Uh, so we are going to re-record the episode because uh, we did enjoy talking about the Lincoln Memorial, and um, maybe we'll do it even better the second time, who knows? Um, but it is an important topic, an interesting topic about Lincoln, and it's probably a place many of you have been. Uh, so what we are going to do this week to try to rectify their recording woes is to post an episode today, which is Thursday, the first day of November. Uh, and then we're going to post another episode. We're going to record two episodes here this evening, and we're going to post the second episode we record sometime over the weekend uh, so that we'll catch back up. You'll get two episodes this week, and then we are still going to try to post on our normal Thursday routine and get back into our weekly routine after this. So you will get two episodes. They might not be quite our hour-ish long episodes, um, these two, but since we're doing two in one week, hopefully that will be okay with you all and you will enjoy it nonetheless. Um, And because we are posting two episodes here late in the week, you're going to hear this twice. But please remember that Tuesday, if you are in the United States uh, and an American citizen, it is Election Day, so don't forget to vote uh, for whatever elections are happening in your state, especially if you're in Georgia and Texas, a certain district in Iowa, couple other ones uh in illinois we have a governor's race um that probably won't be close but might be uh there's a couple senate races that are heating up um but uh at least from a history standpoint i think we do have historic race uh in georgia for sure um among other places so uh definitely uh, don't forget to vote whichever party or independent <clears throat> or third party or whatever your political leanings are Uh, Because as we talk about on the show, people definitely died for your right to vote. Uh, So exercise that right. So, and then we'll probably mention that again in the next episode, because why not, you know? Uh, Anyway, uh, we are going to talk about the Lincoln Memorial today. 
that wonderful place in Washington. I was lucky enough to take my family there this summer. Uh, Mary actually prepared a lot of the show notes for this evening's episode, uh, so I'll let Mary talk a little bit about her most recent, actually all of, I think, all of your visits to the Lincoln Memorial. Um, and we'll start start by sharing our experiences at the Lincoln Memorial and then take you through some of the history. So Mary, why don't you take it away? So the first time I went to the Lincoln Memorial, I was 10 years old. My parents took me and my aunt and uncle and cousins were there too. And I just remember walking up the steps and not being able to say anything. I was in complete awe of it. And I didn't want to leave. Like, and of course my mom was like, we need to go now. And I didn't, I didn't want to go. Um, the second time I went was in high school and it's the same thing. Like it, it, I knew then it was my favorite place on earth. Um, and then my husband and I, um, we call him J.R.A. on the show. He's actually <laughs> been on here in our Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter episode. Uh, he and I went to Washington in, um, I think it was 2012, May of 2012. And we only had a day there and we each picked something we wanted to do. So he wanted to see uh, where JFK was buried at Arlington. So we went to Arlington and then we walked across the bridge um, that is over the Potomac River to the Lincoln Memorial because that was what I wanted to do. And we spent quite a bit of time at each place. And we managed to have 45 minutes to spare to go into the uh, Smithsonian Natural History Museum as well. Um, the last time I was there was with one of my best friends um, in June of 2017. And uh, we were in Washington for three days and we went, I think, six times to the Lincoln Memorial um, while we were there. And that was the time that I stopped and, you know, I read each of the speeches. So the second inaugural and the Gettysburg Address, like each time I was there. And that was the time where I really noticed that this is a place to reflect on who Lincoln was. And it's so serene and peaceful. And one of my favorite things to do when I'm there is to go walk around to the back and sit um, just on the back and you can watch the traffic go. you can look over into Arlington and it's especially beautiful on uh, on a summer night but it is um it's always a wonderful place to visit and um when I was there I actually stood um last time I stood in the spot where Martin Luther King Jr. gave his I have a dream speech and that was very um it's a very powerful thing to stand there and just you know look out and see what he saw when he was speaking there um it's very, it's an awesome place. And if you haven't been there, definitely get there. Even if you just see one thing in Washington, see it. See the Lincoln Memorial. Nick, what uh, what have your visits to the Lincoln Memorial been like? Uh, I've been out there twice. One in college and then one more recently, I don't know, two and a half, three and a half years. Um, so... The most recent one, you know, we kind of did the whole walk where we did the World War II, Korean, Vietnam, got Lincoln Memorials all out there. So we kind of did the whole swing, even all the way out to the Martin Luther King, FDR ones. Um, and definitely, um, definitely my top two. Personally, I am a huge fan of the Vietnam Memorial, uh, but the Lincoln one's awesome. I mean, uh, it is a thing of beauty. It's very well done. Um, it's beautiful. Um so much history there as we'll get into a little bit later um in the podcast so yeah i recommend it uh for sure um you know you can go out there especially that area is very well secure um so going out there late in the evening 
um, is great. We were out there kind of around dusk, um, and it was beautiful, you know, watching that. So I love to go back out there and just go in the evening, maybe for uh, sunrise. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's awesome, very moving, um, beautifully done, some great views, um, you know, whether you're in the front or behind and at it. Looking off to the left, looking to the right, looking up, looking down, looking left, right, south, west, east, north, you know. Uh, no, but it is really moving. It is powerful. Um, yeah, so I would also recommend it. It, it. To me, it's a must do if you're in D.C., even for a day. Yeah, uh, I would agree with with Mary and Nick, both of your assessments of it. The first time I went to the Lincoln Memorial, I was on an eighth grade field trip, and I remember it but the whole trip um, was kind of a whirlwind sightseeing tour over a three-day weekend. Um, and it was definitely the first time that, you know, me and my buddies were ever on any sort of extended uh, trip away from home, I guess. You know, so we were, you know, up late, you know, being idiots probably. I mean, nothing bad, but, you know, just, you know, what middle schoolers do. So um, I don't remember it striking me hugely then as much as the second visit I, I um, had to the Lincoln Memorial, which was just this past summer. I talked a little bit about it on the show earlier, uh, but it was really a treat to be able to take my family, to be with my family there. Um, we, um, kind of like you were just saying, Nick, we only stopped, we were only in D.C., for a total of maybe three hours. Uh, we were on our way to a beach vacation in North Carolina um, when we were traveling from, um, I believe we were coming from Annapolis, Maryland. Um, we had stayed, actually we had we were in Gettysburg uh, in the morning and then we drove through Annapolis and went down and uh, we're in D.C. in the evening uh, and just you know, it was after all the inside stuff had closed, so we weren't able to tour the Capitol or go to the Smithsonian, so we just kind of did the outside stuff on the mall. Uh, we met my brother-in-law and his two sons, my two nephews, uh, which was also really cool um, to experience it with them. Uh, but um, walking up the steps and kind of seeing the monument, it really struck me a lot more. The second time around, uh, the size of it, it, you know, is one of the first times in my life um, that something appeared bigger. Usually when you see something as a, as a kid, you're like, man, I feel like this was way bigger when I was a kid because you were smaller and, you know, in your mind's eye, things always seem bigger. This was the opposite of that. Like, I don't remember the actual um, structure or the statue being quite that big, and it really is. So um, it's one of the few places where even with large crowds, you can definitely have some reflection, and it's, you know, a very peaceful place. So um yeah very very cool um i also really like the history that's happened there specifically the i have a dream speech um and to be able to stand in the same spot where dr king stood and to try to kind of picture the thousands of people um, out on the mall that day um it's just just a very moving experience so um yeah like i said we we're just passing through and the traffic was bad but not terrible and it wasn't that big a deal and we just parked, you know, parking wasn't cheap, but um, we just parked, I think, in the underneath the Reagan building, which isn't far away, and, you know, walked around for a couple hours, and um, my daughter was four at the time. She held up just fine and spent a few hours on a summer day in, in D.C. And, and then headed down to Richmond after that. 
um, and it was it was just really nice, really uh, really a lovely experience. So um, I definitely would recommend it, even if you're just passing through. You don't need to take a complete Washington D.C. vacation to enjoy uh, the Lincoln Memorial um, and a couple other things there in D.C. Although that's certainly something that I think everyone should do, and is definitely in the plans for my family, just not any time soon just because my my kids are just a little on the young side for the level of tourism I would want to do in the Smithsonian uh, different Smithsonian museums and things of that nature so very moving experience we'd love to hear about your experiences at the Lincoln Memorial what your thoughts are um, positive negative whatever um, tell us what you think of your visits to the Lincoln Memorial but first we have some of the history behind the memorial itself. So Mary, I'll turn it over to you to get us going on our discussion of the history of the Lincoln Memorial. Okay, so the NPS website, National Park Service website, describes the Lincoln Memorial as follows. The 16th president of the United States sits immortalized in marble as an enduring symbol in unity, strength, and wisdom. And I think all three of us would probably agree that's definitely the case. Um, it's also a very serene place. Um, and the words that are written behind Lincoln um, are in this temple, as in the hearts of the people for whom he saved the Union, the memory of Abraham Lincoln is enshrined forever. And anybody who's, who's been there has seen those words before. So the history of the memorial is actually quite interesting. It goes back to March 1867, so um, just under two years after the end of the Civil War and the assassination of Lincoln. Uh, Congress establishes the Lincoln Monument Association, and Clark Mills was chosen to design the monument, and it was supposed to be a 70-foot structure adorned with six equestrian statues and 31 pedestrian statues, and a 12-foot tall statue of Lincoln. But funding was insufficient, and so that project was scrapped. And then Congress brought forward various bills, 1901, 1902, 1908, nothing happened. But finally, in 1910, a bill went through, and on February 11th, 1911, President Taft signed the Lincoln Memorial Bill, and thus has created the Lincoln Memorial Commission, and $2 million is set aside, and the memorial ended up costing $3 million, and I think we knew last week what that was in today's dollars. Do, you, mm -hmm. do either of you remember what that was, what $3 million was in today's funds? Yeah, enough to stop my head. I'll look it up real quick, but it was okay. a lot. It was significantly more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel confident in stating that. Um, real confident. Yeah, I don't think there would be like, I don't think it would be coming out like, oh no, it was less. No, yeah, yeah. The, the, Actually, do the dollar really tanked there, and that was, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're looking at 1911. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll check that. Um, okay. Go ahead. I'll jump in here in a second. Okay. So while Jeremy's doing that. So there was various locations considered um, for the memorial as um, including a highway from Gettysburg to Washington. And then one of the designs was a pyramid. And um, I know I sent it to, to the two of you, but my first thoughts on the pyramid were that I instantly thought of Egypt, which was Pharaoh's, which was a monarchy. And I, I didn't think that was very fitting of Lincoln. So, I'm quite happy with the design that was built because it's based upon Athenian architecture, which is kind of like where democracy began. And I think it is quite fitting of who Abraham Lincoln was. 
Um, so the Potomac Flats, where the memorial was was eventually built, were that's where they decided to build it, obviously. And John Hay, Lincoln's secretary, stated that the monument would be ideal in the Potomac Flats because it should stand alone, distinguished, and serene. And even though it's not alone now, it's part of the mall area, and you know you have things like the Vietnam Memorial, the Washington Monument, uh, World War II Memorial. It's still a very serene place, and I think it is distinguished. Um, as, as John Hay stated, that it should be. Um, and the design that we now knew, know um, was approved in 1913. So, um, and just so you know, the, the final cost of $3 million, that's about $79 million in 2018. So quite a lot of money. Um, Told you. I was right. Yeah, it is significantly more, <laughs> $79 million uh, for... That and I enjoy looking at the uh, old design or the original kind of rejected designs for it, um, and I really, really do like the design that they finally chose. Um, I think it would have been a little interesting had they gone with the pyramid design. Um, I'm very glad they didn't, but because um, you have to remember that it is opposite the Washington Monument, which is an obelisk, um, which is kind of a call to uh, Egyptian style, um, art or architecture or memorials. Um, so to have the pyramid and the obelisk on them all together, and those would have been the only two monuments at the time, um, may have changed the whole face. It will certainly would have changed the whole face of the mall. Uh, but speaking about the other monuments and, and John Hayes, uh, I, you know, um, desire that it st stands alone, distinguished and serene, um, the, the, the folks who designed the mall over time and put the monuments in, I think they, they did a great job because it really, they're very close together, but it doesn't feel like you're in a shopping mall from like one store to the next or what, you know, like when you're at the Vietnam Memorial, you feel like you're at a standalone secluded place, even though you're in the middle of kind of the crazy tourism of the national mall. Um, and when you go to the Lincoln Memorial, I feel very similarly, uh, the King Memorial too, like they all feel kind of like they're isolated enough where it feels like it's not, and also this, and then also this, and also this, like they all feel like they've got a distinct place on the mall. And that's a really, really strong design, um, to a lesser extent, Washington Monument, World War II Monument, just cause they're kind of in the middle of the mall and the walkway area. But I think they've kind of, the, the way that the World War II monuments kind of closed off so there's only like entrances on the outside and how how it is like you know you're in that monument and it, you know, I think it's pretty powerful too. So I do really like the way uh, that they did that and I do think that um, they've done a nice job not crowding things real, even though that is super valuable real estate, um, kind of keeping it for, for what it is. Um, and I just hope that it continues to stay that way. Um, and, and as for the designs, I think that it's important to note that um, I really like the design they they ended up on, um, especially looking at the rejected ones. Um, I really like how the monuments in our country are not like these giant, huge statues. You know, the Washington Monuments sculpture. The Lincoln statue is a giant statue, but it's because it's within the structure that it's within, it doesn't really feel that way. Um, because, you know, you think about more um kind of imperialist type 
monuments for like Stalin and whatever else. Like, you know, it just has this like nationalist kind of feel that's just not kind of contrary to a lot of, you know, it's not real reverent, you know, to have a giant figure just kind of looking over a cityscape. So I really like the, how they ended up with what they ended up with. And I think it's important to make sure that artists are the folks who design these things. The Vietnam Memorial is the best example of that because um, it was very controversial at the time um, when they selected a design from a not very well-known young Asian-American woman. Um, and it's just such a powerful piece of art um, that's, that's really not only a memorial but also just a very – it's just so strong. Um, Whereas if it was just like, let's have a contest to see, you know, like, what's the most popular design? Well, you know, you got to let artists be artists. And that, those are the people who design those kinds of things, not like what would be the most, you know, I'm not an artist, so I wouldn't even know what that that would even look like or be. Um, so what started off as a very controversial design ended up becoming an iconic um, war memorial really worldwide. I mean, I think the Lincoln Memorial is similar, where it's not this gaudy pyramid or this giant, you know, huge statue. It's 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 big in scale, but because of the way it's designed, um, it's still a little understated, and it's not quite so, um, you know, it just it still has a really deep impact. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, there's a, they just um, we're talking about uh, on the news. I saw that there's a statue that they're unveiling in India. Um, it's a memorial to like a, you know, one of Gandhi's contemporaries, and it's the biggest statue ever. But it just looks like this giant. I mean, like literal. It looks like a literal giant. It's this huge statue, um, in in India. That's um, that they're finally going to unveil. You know, millions and millions of dollars for this, and it just doesn't really have the impact um, that the Lincoln Memorial has because it's more artfully done. Um, so uh, the biggest statue in the world, it's not Gandhi. Um, it is 182 meters tall, which is twice the height of the Statue of Liberty. And it is Sardar Patel, um, who wow. was a leader of India's independence movement. Um, but looking at the statue, like it, it, it's just, you know, this insanely huge structure of a human being. Um, which is, you know, I, th I mean, it looks cool, but like, it, it, you know, I think it's more, it looks cool for the, the scale of the actual structure more so than the person itself. So um, it'll be interesting to see over time what that ends up kind of becoming for, for India. Uh, but yeah, 182 meters. So that's probably what, 500 feet or more. Yeah. Um, that's a huge that's... statue. Um, wow. So... I'm glad that, you know, as cool as it would be to see a 500-foot Lincoln, I just don't know from an art artistic standpoint and a reverence standpoint how well that would go over um, or how impact over time, what would that really be, I suppose, is what I'm, what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I don't think it would be very fitting of who he was. And, I mean, like the memorial, like there's so much symbolism in it. Um, when I did the research for it, like on the construction, um, which the ground was broken on February 12, 1914. So two years plus a day after the act, or like, you know, they said they were gonna do this. Um, and it was divided into two parts. So there was a sub and an upper foundation. 
And it was also difficult because it was being built on like swampy, I think the Potomac Flats is kind of a swampy land. So they had to take into consideration all the drainage of that. But um, there's different types of stone and granite used on it. And so there's from Massachusetts, Colorado, Tennessee, Alabama, and the Lincoln statue is 28 pieces of Georgian marble. And so the symbolism of that is um, like the country was torn apart by war, um, but then they come together to build something beautiful. So kind of like um, reunify the states again, um, which is what Lincoln did. And I thought that was really cool, all the different types of stone that they used on it. Um, and then, so it wasn't dedicated until May 30th, 1922. So the construction took quite a while. I mean, rightfully so when you're looking at, you know, you go up there and it's like, yeah, no wonder it took years to complete. And it was dedicated on May 30th, 1922. So 57 years after Lincoln's death, 50,000 people attended including Robert Todd Lincoln, and there were Civil War veterans. And the speakers were President Warren Harding, former President Taft, who was the one that signed the bill that allowed the memorial to be built. And the keynote address was delivered by Dr. Robert Moton, who was principal of the Tuskegee Institute and one of the most prominent Black educators in the U.S. during the first decades of the 20th century. I didn't know that until I did the research for this, and I thought that was really interesting that he was the one to deliver the keynote. I agree. That was yeah, quite remarkable, especially for 1922. So um, that that is pretty cool. Yes, I also second that. Yeah, as you guys were talking there, you know, I kind of was thinking about how Lincoln is uh, at the monument. He is seated, or seated. He is sitting. Um, and then I started to think about, like, a lot of times when we think about, like, these big leaders of these countries and their monuments, how most of them are standing. Um, so I, that's kind of interesting. I mean, granted, it does look like he's kind of sitting at a throne. Um, I guess you could make that argument. But uh, the only other one I could think of was like FDR. Dude. He is, what? <laughs> of course he's sitting. FDR? Yeah. Yes. All right. I wasn't making a joke. <laughs> okay. He I got it. Maybe I'm okay. He, he was. He could have been standing Apologies with Apologies if our, if our comments sound ableist. We don't intend them to. Sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, you're the one who took that down to gutter, buddy. Uh, and Buddha. So, I don't know if that's something to look into or not, but I was just kind of thinking about that. Um, but, yeah. That man, now I feel guilty, but I didn't mean it that way. No, so I yeah, I should. You I should, should, I should I was you my should fault. I will, I will accept responsibility for the ableist comments that the show just made. Um, yeah, that is that is a good point. Uh, I think that I think an art is that called In Repose. I think is mm -hmm. when that when the subject is seated. Um, I don't know of any other Lincolns that I can think of that well, are that way. There's the one, one of him on horseback. I know. There's yeah. There's somewhere he's on horseback, but I. Well, actually, I think there's this really odd steampunk statue of him where he is seated. Yeah, yes, I know which one bad. you're talking about. Yep, that's a good one too. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a play on the memorial, though. It also. is. Yeah. Um, the one in Lincoln Park in Chicago, he's standing at a, he's standing in front of like what would be, it's almost like he's rising. Yeah. Um, and that's a really, really good one too. See, I really like, you know, it's weird. I really like the statues. Like I like statues anyway. My wife gets annoyed, but like, 
you know, when we walk through parks when we're on vacation and stuff, I always need to go see, like, who's that? Or, like, I don't know why I love that type of artwork, um, especially if it's Lincoln. Um, and I always Google whenever I'm visiting a new city, like, if there is a Lincoln um, anywhere, and I try to uh, make sure that I go see them. Uh, another one in Milwaukee's not, but that one in Indianapolis, I'm trying to remember what that looks like. Um, oh, there's one of him in Buffalo. Nick's favorite city, um, where he is sitting. <laughs> you know, I was also looking up as you guys were talking there about uh, Millard Fillmore. Um, yeah, that jackass somehow has some monument, like a smaller Washington type thing, and then like his house to go visit. I mean, yeah, there's a real. There's sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You. There's a really good Lincoln statue um, in Indianapolis, and he is seated in that one. Um, and he's kind of raising his hand up a little. It's it's a good one. I, I recommend um, Indianapolis actually has some really, really good monuments. There's one uh, in the middle of like a square that's like a big Civil War monument. Um, there's a great World War One memorial. Uh, there's that Lincoln all on this. Like those are all within walking distance of each other. And then there's a very, very, very powerful um, sculpture slash artwork where... Um, Robert Kennedy announced the, um, that Martin Luther King had been assassinated, and there kind of, there's like a statues of each of them reaching out at each other. Very, very powerful stuff. Um, sorry, Nick, I know you were talking about Millard Fillmore. I, you know, didn't mean to interrupt yeah, your hate. Uh, and there is also a Millard Fillmore in North Dakota. So yeah, put it there so nobody can see it. Um, sorry for our North Dakota listeners. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> there's one in Bloomington where you could sit with Lincoln on a park bench. So outside. Oh, and he's, he's sitting at the one in Gettysburg, too. Yeah. Shit, man. He's just sitting all the time. He is. What yeah, a lazy yeah. son of a gun. <laughs> so I didn't realize there was a young Abe Lincoln. Uh, the, 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 the piece is called Young Abe Lincoln, also in Indianapolis, right outside the State House. I was right down there looking for Lincoln stuff, and I, I did not see that. So. I think the one in Buffalo is a young one too, and he's seated on. I think he's holding a book. I'm not sure. Mm, yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. There's a couple, couple different ones where they have like a yeah. boyhood Lincoln, and he's like reading yeah. or something. Yeah. So that's a thing I always check out every time I every time I can. Different uh, different Lincoln memorials, I suppose, than yeah, the one we're talking about tonight. There's a lot of them. I, I just saw one on Twitter in Tijuana. Oh, nice. Rosewater Road Trip, Tijuana. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why are you going to Tijuana to see a statue of Abraham Lincoln? Like, wow. And a couple shows. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll keep it. We'll keep this PG today. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Mary wants to talk a little bit about the actual design of the memorial itself. So the design is a Greek Doric temple, um, and it's inscribed on the inside with the Gettysburg Address on one side. The second inaugural is on the other. Um, and there are 36 fluted Doric columns, each representing the 13 states at the time of Lincoln's death in April of 1865. And they are actually inclined inward in order to compensate for perspective distortions. The memorial would appear to bulge at the top when compared to the bottom if they were like straight up and down. So that's why they had to kind of have them inward. And this is a common feature of Greek architecture. And as I said before, there's various marble um, from different states, um, Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, uh, Georgia. 
And the builders, um, Henry Bacon was the one who designed the memorial and Jan Daniel Chester French, he is a sculptor. And there was other people too. There was um, Jules Guerin who did some watercolor illustrations of his proposed Lincoln Memorial and landscape concepts. And Ernest C. Berstow um, was also involved in the carving and Beatrice Longman. So there was a female involved in the design of the Lincoln Memorial. Um, and she was an artist and sculptor in her own right. And she completed all the Lincoln Memorial interior decorative carving surrounding the Gettysburg Address in the second inaugural. And the Piccarilli brothers were, um, they had a marble cutting wood shop. So they helped with the actual statue of Lincoln. So there was quite a few people involved in the construction and the design of it. Yeah, I like that they, you know, the way that they brought in all of that um, limestone from all over, marble limestone from all over the country. Um, I don't know why there's nothing from Illinois there other than the subject, but, you know, that's okay. And there was many prominent events that happened at the uh, Lincoln Memorial. Um, in 1939, Marion Anderson, who was an African-American singer, she performed there after Daughters of the American Revolution refused her entry to perform at Constitution Hall. So Eleanor Roosevelt suggested to her husband, President Franklin D. Roosevelt, that she perform on the Simpson Lincoln Memorial. And it happened on Easter Sunday. Um, and she performed to a live audience of 75,000 people and also to a nationwide radio audience. As we mentioned earlier, it is the site of Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, and you can go stand on the spot, and it was engraved in 2003. And on May 9th, this is kind of 1970, this is more of an, a little bit of an otter story associated with the Lincoln Memorial. Richard Nixon made a visit there in the middle of the night. Um, this was just days after the shootings at Kent State, and he had a brief meeting with protesters who were preparing to march against the Vietnam War. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, you know, crazy Nixon, man, out there in the middle of the night, like mm -hmm. a psycho. Yeah. I like to think that a lot of presidents go out there um, mm -hmm. late in the evening. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, it's a cool visual to have. Like they go out there and think about stuff, maybe sit there. I kind of always like to do it as like Obama and Biden went out there like a wedding crashers at the beginning <laughs> the next morning. And the Biden's just like, oh man, shit, Brock. I just got shit faced last night. <laughs> <laughs> Literally earlier in this episode, you're like, oh, we'll keep it clean tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I realize that, but you know. And then Brock's like, I told you, Joe, I told you not to drink to it. <laughs> and then and that's that's what I have. Maybe I should write a short uh, a short film about it. So call it Joe, Joe Obama at the Lincoln Memorial. Nice, Ooh, Joe. I like that. <laughs> so I am currently reading the book uh, Hope Never Dies, which is a mystery novel with the main uh, detectives Joe Biden and Barack Obama. It's, it's really? Quite, it's quite cool. fun. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, it's cool. fun so far. Um, so I might get a couple chapters in tonight, too. So um, I do think uh, the, the Marian Anderson uh, event there, um, I don't think that that's as well known as it may, may maybe should be. I think that that was a very significant event um, that um, often gets overlooked and overshadowed by the 
I have a dream speech, which of course uh, deserves quite a lot of attention. Um, but um, the fact that you know, you, you know, you talk about you know, especially to young learners or really anybody, like, oh, this is a, you know, she was a, an opera singer, you know, and if you hear a recording of it, it's, it's you know, of course the recordings are all pretty lousy because they're so old. Uh, but I've listened to it. It was in 1939. I've, I've listened to it. It's it doesn't sound, you know too powerful but all, all written accounts are that she had the best voice of anybody right so it's just recording science was very poor back then but anyway think about seventy-five thousand people showing up to anything um that's a major major event especially if it's to see to see an opera singer so um the fact that um she was going to perform at constitution hall which obviously doesn't hold nearly seventy-five thousand people was denied the ability to do that and then drew 75,000 people is, is just incredible. Um, and I think, um, did a lot to advance civil rights for performers, um, you know, moving forward. Um, and then it's also kind of a neat story about Eleanor Roosevelt, um, helping out, uh, and Franklin Roosevelt also helping out, um, in that situation. Uh, the Richard Nixon, uh, and Nick, I think you bring up a, you know, an, an interesting point about, um, politicians going there to for advice and you know that kind of image that we could come up with of a president kind of talking to lincoln there's a really really good children's book uh, called looking at lincoln and that's really what the premise of the book is it's this uh, this little girl who goes to the lincoln memorial and she starts talking to it and and then it becomes alive and you know she has this dialogue with lincoln Uh, it's a picture book so it's probably for kids you know you know, pre-kindergarten age, you know, kind of the, the, the type that you would read to a, to a kid. Um, but really, really a, kind of a classic, I think, for children's uh, Lincoln literature. So if you've got littles, uh, definitely um, check that out. Looking at Lincoln is, is a good one. Many of you probably have seen it or, or had it, and I think it's probably old enough that many of you have probably may have even had it read to you at, at, at one point. But um, <clears throat> it's uh, definitely, definitely a a good Lincoln Memorial book for the youngins. Uh, anything else on the Lincoln Memorial before we move on to our weekly features? No, sir. No, I think we've covered it. All right. So our first weekly feature is called Of the People by the People, in which we talk about social media posts that um, that resonate with us that we found cool this uh, week and in this case because we got real busy two weeks ago and then had our um, little mistake with the audio last week any social media posts over the last three weeks in this case so uh, mary or nick would you like to go first yeah i go first uh i gotta find it real quick maybe i shouldn't have gone first then uh here it is all right yes i remember now brian mckinley who is on the facebook group which, by the way, is, uh, if you're not part of that, put this son of gun on pause and go join the Rail Splitter Facebook group. 151 people on it. But he had a post. Uh, he was talking about the Gettysburg Address Challenge, but the image that he had was kind of going to Halloween, being that it was a couple days ago. Uh, it was a pumpkin that's kind of not all the way carved, but it's kind of the silhouette of Lincoln with part of the Gettysburg Address kind of carved right over the top of his silhouette. Um, it is sharp. It looks cool. Um, really well done. Badass little jelly, um, that this person was able to pull that off. So I don't know if Brian did it, but if you did, you are a wizard with that pumpkin carving knife. 
I saw that post. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. So mine is from a few weeks ago from Ford's theater and they posted, do you have any of Lincoln's famous speeches memorized? Which ones? And at Ford's EDU partners virtually with classrooms across the U.S. to share Ford's oratory in the Lincoln online oratory project. And you can, um, they had a tweet and you can view on YouTube these kids reciting Lincoln's speeches. And I just thought that was, um, when I saw it, it was the perfect positive thing that I needed at that time. And I just thought, well, how cool is it these kids are, you know, they're reciting Lincoln's uh, speeches in the room and all that. And it just, it was, it really brightened my spirits that day when I saw it. So good for Ford's theater for, for doing that and keeping Lincoln's spirit alive in that way. Yes, I agree. And uh, it would be interesting to hear who's got what memorized because the 272 words of the Gettysburg Address are probably common. Uh, mm -hmm. If you've got the Cooper Union uh, speech memorized, my compliments. Wow. Uh, don't think anybody... <laughs> that would be a heck of a uh, strong Lincoln presenter if they had that that bad boy memorized. Um, well, thank you very much because um, <laughs> yeah. since uh, we recorded this last week, I took up that challenge, and I am now going to recite that. So <laughs> sit back, everybody. This uh, is a good time for an audio error again. Like, oh, we lost the audio on Nick. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, sorry. Uh so did you guys hear it all? It's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, Nick. Good for you. Great job. Oh, thank you. We didn't lose that, did we? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's all in there. Oh, we're, we're going okay. into our we're fifth hour of today's show. Down. <laughs> um, so uh, my social media um, post is from at that Lincoln guy, uh, whose name is Ryan Beach. Uh, this is old, but uh, definitely worth, not old, I mean, it's it's uh, about three weeks old. Um, from October 8th, he posted a photo with the caption, uh, photo outside Lincoln home. So he took a visit to Springfield, and he is right there on 8th Street in Springfield, and his post is, couldn't think of anywhere else to ask my best friend to be my wife. And it's a picture of him holding an engagement ring while she's looking at the Lincoln home. So... Uh, Ryan, I like your style. It is awesome. Uh, you know, I hope this isn't spoiling anything for anybody, but she did say yes. Um, and they've got some other posts of like her, uh, rubbing Lincoln's nose at the tomb with, with the beautiful ring on. So congratulations. Uh, her name is not on this post, but, um, Ryan Beach and your future spouse. Congratulations. I, like I said, I like your style. That is a great place for a proposal. Um, and I'm glad that you're, that you all are engaged in, uh, in the process of planning your wedding. So best of luck with your nuptials and your party and all that stuff that you're planning. Um, and hopefully it's a very Lincoln-y wedding. Um, but yeah, super cool and a great idea to, uh, to propose in front of Lincoln home, uh, in the evening, it looks like when it's all lit up and cool looking. So well done, man. Smooth move. I like it. Uh, this Week in Lincoln is a feature where we talk about Lincoln showing up in pop culture or some other non-historic uh, avenue, and Mary has brought us a great example for a This Week in Lincoln this week. Yeah, so growing up, I'm a child of the 80s, I was a huge fan of Transformers. I had no idea that this episode existed, but uh, it is a gif. I sent it to Jeremy and Nick, and it is Megatron going up to the Lincoln Memorial taking Abraham Lincoln very carefully 
off the memorial, setting him down to the side and then sitting in the memorial himself. And it just, like, first of all, I had no idea that episode existed. And it kind of made me laugh when I found that gift that just so random. No, it was solid. I liked it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, that gift. Was, it's more than meets the eye, really. Uh, <laughs> Good one. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but very cool uh, Transformers and the Lincoln Memorial, which fits into this week's episode. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, please like us uh, on Facebook or follow join our Facebook group, which is the Rail Splitter Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RailSplitterPod. Uh, when leaving us a review on iTunes, please be gentle about our technical issues. We are trying to figure that out and do a better job, and uh, that's all on me. So please don't give the whole Rail Splitter team a review on that because that's 100% on my shoulders, and I screwed it up. Um, so uh, this has been episode 70 on the Lincoln Memorial. We appreciate you uh, listening uh, to us this week. We will have another episode coming up very shortly in a couple of days. Uh, so tune in for that. Uh, for Rail Splitter Mary and Rail Splitter Nick, I am Rail Splitter Jeremy signing off for this week and reminding you to continue to walk the world with malice toward none and charity for all. And we'll see you in a couple days. <laughs>